Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. We've got a special guest this morning. We actually have a guest I've referenced. I believe it was Wednesday morning with Anna Kelly. We talked about, you know, comparing yourself to others, taking your first year get someone's 10th year just the regret and pain and, and all of that so uh he was gracious enough to say yes to an early morning interview let's welcome Cade barrett to the show how you doing Cade? i'm doing really good thanks for having me on michael i'm really excited awesome well do me a favor Cade. Uh, g- give the audience a quick kind of bio on who you are what you're at what you do in this real estate world and then we will get into your facebook posts Yeah. So my name is Cade Barrett. I am 23 years old. I am a full-time real estate agent and real estate investor. On the investor side, I do flips. I do wholesales. I also uh, own rental properties, um, none local. They are all all out of state. Um, I've been doing that full-time for about a year. I just graduated from Fresno State University last May. Uh, but I've been in the real estate space uh, as an assistant uh, in some capacity since either 2018 or 2019. So a little bit longer, um, been officially licensed since 2020. And like I said, hit hit the ground uh, full time last May after graduating. Yeah. So th- this is this is going to be fun because what you just went through. Most people would be, oh my gosh, Kate is so far ahead of the game. I wish I could be where he's at. He's been full-time. He does this. He does that. And the guy's 23 years old, right? You are at an amazing, I mean, I've told many, many people, I wish I started earlier, right? I didn't do my first thing until I was 30. Uh, and then again, so that's where you are. I, I would argue that most people are applauding and standing up and going, great job, great job. But you had a moment of reflection, right? One of the, I guess it's one of the challenges of real estate is you start you start networking, right? It's a big deal, right? Your net worth is your network is your net worth. You are you know you're doing stuff locally and out of state. You start rubbing elbows with the best of the best, right? You know Jason Pritchard, who yep. uh, is a mentor of yours, and I routinely say he's the best investor in my market. You know EVC Homes, the yep. best flippers in my market, right? You're rubbing, you're rubbing elbows with the best of the best. And again, uh, I think it's fair to say both of those folks are older than you by decades. Uh, but again, you look at where they are, you look at where you are, and sometimes you can get lost in comparison. Is that, is that kind of what happened when you were kind of seeing, it seemed like you were beating yourself up. Yeah. And you know, they, it's hard because yes, the answer to your question is yes. I think even more importantly, um, or or maybe even more of a direct comparison to where that post was coming from okay. was even more people closer to my own age, mm-hmm. uh, peers in the office who you know maybe they are mid to late twenties who are out there who are crushing it 
who, you know, either may or may not have been in the business for however long, right? So it, yes, it is easy to compare yourself to the best investors in your market. Like you mentioned two amazing investors, one of which was my mentor, one of my mentors when I got into the business, Jason Pritchard, and then obviously EVC Homes. Comparing yourselves to them is, is a little different than it is comparing yourself to you know, peers your own age where you look at somebody and you go, dude, I I am right there. Like I, I, I'm almost there. And it's easy to get caught in the comparison trap that way. And I think it's even a little bit easier when people are closer to your own age or even they may be business partners, they might be friends, they might even be associates, right? But whatever it is. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So that makes total sense to me. Cause again, I, I guess when you look at the best of the best, it's, oh, it's probably easier to say, Hey, I won't be Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you know, <laughs> Barry Bonds, you know, whatever. Right. Can't do that. But then you look over your right shoulder and your left shoulder and you've got a bunch of 25 year olds, again, relatively close to your age. Yeah. And you're like, damn it. They're ahead of me too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. That, that, okay. That's what I'm saying. It, because I mean, just thinking about it, right. Not, not to say, that looking at Jason or looking at EVC or looking at other killer uh, mm -hmm. older seasoned investors in your right. market, not looking at them and saying, you know, um, you know, I can't get there. I, I can get there. It may take me a little bit longer, but I've got uh, Joe and Jane right here who are close to my age. They're absolutely crushing it and steamrolling it. And I'm kind of like, Got what am it. I doing? What am I doing wrong here? What? Let's go. Let's pick it up. Nice, nice. So, um, so let's talk about that because again, I think a lot of people that get into real estate, and frankly, this really doesn't even have to be a real estate investing question. This this mm -hmm. post was obviously about real estate. That's where you and yeah. I play, yeah. uh, you know, most of the time. But this could be uh, other entrepreneur things. This could be well, I I worked in a sales commission job forever. It could be quota based. Hey, why are they ahead of me? Right, uh, like, you know. They've been at the company two years less. They're younger than me. How the hell are they selling more than me? You know, those kinds of things. And it's just, I, I think sometimes uh, we need to step back. And what really got me about your post, Cade, was uh, you talked about, at least it seemed to me, you were beating yourself up for getting a, um, I guess I'll call it a server job. I'm not really sure what it's called. But basically, yeah. you're you're in a commission-based business. Uh, and you said, Hey, I need a little bit more, make some more money while, uh, you know, I get in this game. So you yeah. went out and became a server, uh, at a restaurant. And yeah. I thought that was awesome. Anna Kelly thought that was awesome. Most people don't do it. They just, they, they whimper and then they leave the business, uh, to do something else. So t talk about that kind of flash bulb or light, light bulb moment where you made the choice to say, you know what, I, I need to make some more income just to, just to really give this a go. Yeah. So I've had actually a couple, you know, various second jobs or supplemental jobs when, uh, you know, being in this space. And, and I preface the whole, the whole post with, you know, there are uh, building a business is hard. Being a business owner is hard. Being an entrepreneur is hard. Life is hard <laughs> right so the the times so so there were a couple times where obviously when you're in a commission-based business the it, it is very notorious at least in the beginning 
where your income are like peaks and valleys. It's it's hot and cold. All right, you can pop off for your biggest month yet, and then you can go into a lull for three or four months and not make a single dollar, right? So especially in the beginning, as a young guy out there trying to go out and build his real estate business with still having bills to be paid, I'm like, okay, money hasn't come in in four months. I am thinking it's probably smart to go out there and at least make a little bit of money so I can pay my bills uh, and still stay afloat. So um, I had gone through a couple second jobs. Uh, The most recent post and the most recent job was uh, a a server job in the restaurant industry, which was, you know, kind of the preface Mm -hmm. for that whole post. Um, And I, it's hard because you, you said you, you did an interview on Wednesday with somebody else and both of you were like, yes, that that's great. Great idea. And you know, the, the common theme here, especially talking with other people who have been similar to my position, who have gone out and, and done the same thing. People have all told them the same exact thing. People have told me the same exact thing. Like, yes, that's smart. Go out and do it. Right. But it's, it's one thing for people to tell you like, Hey, mm-hmm. that's great. Yes. But still, you know, at the beginning, it was still a, it, you know, a self-image and an embarrassment thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that was kind of the, the middle chunk of the post where I was just breaking it down. I was like, yes, you know, Michael, Jason, you know, all, all these guys are saying, yes, go, go out and do it, you know, go out and do the second job, make sure you can pay the bills at night. So you're, you're not stressed there and then go out and crush and keep building your business. But you know, from a young guy, in my perspective, you know, just starting that it, like I shared in the post, I was absolutely embarrassed when people were asking what I was doing, how business was going. I was absolutely embarrassed to share that, hey, no, no, no guy, no, no, nobody, guy, gal, no investor, no business owner, no entrepreneur. It, <laughs> really likes breaking it down and saying, Hey, my business is doing so cruddy that I have to go out and get a second job while I'm still trying to do better. Right. So even though people might be saying, yes, uh, you know, you're doing the smart thing, go and do it, go and do it at the very beginning, regardless, I was still embarrassed. Right. Yeah. We, we need to talk about this because this is exactly where I was hoping we would go. Right. Yeah. Um, you have the best of the best and people that you would call mentors and, and even more importantly, friends, right? Yes. That's kind of the best thing telling you it was the right thing to do. Um, but you still have this internal monologue. You still have, Hey, I'm this 22, 23 year old guy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it in this business. I know it's possible. I see others doing it. My business is cruddy to use your word. It is so cruddy. I've got to go sell hours at a job serving food. I I get why the, the it, but again, it's all self-talk. 100%. And it's all self-talk. And, and I, I wish more people would just acknowledge this. And this is, this frankly is the problem with social media. Social media is 99.9%. I'm killing it. There are very few posts. I could probably count them on one hand, not even two that are truly self-reflection, your post is one of them, business is bad or was bad. But here's the deal, folks. I keep telling you, uh, 
this business that we've all chosen to be in, whether it's full-time as Cade or part-time like I did it, sucks. Sucks! The first three to five years. It sucks for everyone. Now, here's the wrinkle that I don't think I've said before, is it sucks different for everyone. For Cade, it was, hey, my income is, you know, up and down. I, you know, I need, I need a little bit less stress to pay my bills so I can keep going. What was the choice? Not get a job and then burn bridges and borrow money from everybody you can and never get ahead? Well, that life sucks. No, decompress, remove the pressure, move on. How did it suck for me? Well, I didn't have any down payment money after my first three deals. What the hell was I going to do? I chose a market three hours away I never lived in. I had my first tenant freaking causes of $15,000 in damage. It sucks for everyone. It sucks different. What I would ask everybody to do is just understand it's going to suck for you. And then get off your ass, pick yourself up, and keep going. If you can get through the first five years, it gets better. And if you get 10 years in, it gets really, really good. And then if you're like EVC Homes or Jason or myself and you're in it 15, 20 years, <laughs> it's pretty good. But you've got to get through the suck. And I just wish more people would have the balls, the courage to write a post like you did. So I wanted to pat you on the back. Thank you. And, and kick you in the ass, right? <laughs> Pat you on the back for the self-reflection, but also kick you in the ass. We keep telling you, keep yeah. going. Um, yep. You know, you're, the momentum is building. You don't want the momentum to stop. So getting a job was the right answer. So you can focus during the day and keep mm -hmm. the ball going. So what do you think of all that? Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head and I was having a, a extremely similar conversation with one of my business partners. Um, last week on on the podcast we run is when it, it can be very easy right like we're talking about to to catch yourself in you know the comparison trap right oh how how all my problems would be going away right now if i was just in michael's position right how all of my problems would just go away if i was in you know john doe's situation making three times the amount of money that I am, right? But the thing people have to understand is there are always going to be problems in your business. There's always going to be problems in your life, right? It's not that the problems go away. It's that the problems change, right? So three years ago, my problem was, or one of my problems was just getting the you know, just trying to start building the business off off the ground and had to go get you know the first of a few second jobs to go and do this right but then this year right you know doing a little bit better you know three years ago me looking at me now would have been like all of my problems would be going away if i would if i was just bringing in call it six figures right if i was just bringing in six figures my problems would go away right but then an example now is okay well this year i had to we had to pony up a couple months ago write a twelve thousand dollar check for damages out for rentals out of state right so even though my problem now may not be you know how do i pay the bills the problems are just shifting and the problems will continue to shift and change no matter what point you are 
at in your business. And the sooner you realize that and you put your head down and you put together hard work and consistency and do the things that people are telling you to do and not reinventing the wheel, the easier it's going to be. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. One sec. So I created the ORAT rules when because everybody asking, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? So kind of the first one is focus daily. Dis and then number two is daily discipline. But I want to jump to number five. This is what you just said. These are my words, not yours. Mm -hmm. Bad things will happen. That's kind of the big message. And then underneath it, it says, sorry, learn and move on. Yeah. If you want to stay in this business, that's what you have to do, right? You get a surprise $12,000 check you have to write. Well, you know, you could say ouch for a couple of minutes, but then you've got to dig in and go, what, what can I do different? What can I learn? Are there processes or is this just an event that happened and, you know, suck it up and keep moving? This business is going to keep, this business doesn't stop. No. It, it, uh, they, it will, real estate investing, I'm really convinced, tries to kick you out. Right. We've all heard that real estate is where more millionaires are created. I actually don't know where that's sourced. I just like quoting it. So yeah. enough people have said it. I'll <laughs> quote it too. No idea if it's true. I hope it is. Um, but I really do think real estate investing tries to kick people out because it gets so good. If you're in it for five plus years and you it has to cash flow day one, 30 year fixed rate debt, don't bet on appreciation, all the stuff that can get you kicked out, don't have bad debt. Why did Dave Ramsey go bankrupt? Because he had 90-day debt. Don't do that. That's dumb, right? Go get 30-year fixed rate debt. Um, don't bet on appreciation because markets change. Yeah. Uh, don't get overextended. Um, don't change your lifestyle, right? There's an investor in your market who was killing it in the you know, 05, 06. Then he started doing other things, a sunglass, a bar, this other things. And pretty soon, bingo, bango, done, right? So you've got to stay, kind of stay true. So I really do think real estate kicks you out. That's why bad things happen, uh, but it's how you learn and move on. So what, what do you think of all that? Yeah, I, I it that is that it, it's perfect because bad things will always happen. Your problems will always happen. It's just the bad things and the problems are just going to be different bad things and problems no matter where you are. You're exactly. going to have bad things and problems at the start, even though you think, hey, all my bad things and problems you know, would go away if I was just making more money. No, no, I still <laughs> no. have problems after 22 years. Right. I, and I'm still learning. So, yeah. So do me a favor, Cade. Uh, tell yeah. us what, uh, what, what do you see in the next couple of years? What, what are you going to be doing? What, what, uh, how are you going to blow us out of the water in the next uh, year or two? Man. Um, I think a, a big change, you know, rewinding to the post a little bit and kind of mm -hmm. intertwining if I can. Sure. Um, I think a big, a big change for people um, it is if you're going to do this part-time, especially like you did, Michael, not only do you have to be laser focused, you have to be even more laser focused than the guys who are doing it full-time. Amen. Michael, because there is, you've got a quarter, if not even less of the amount of time, way, way, way less than the time the people full-time Mm -hmm. are going to be putting into this mm -hmm. right so if you are either starting out part-time because that's all you can do right yeah. and, and you're gradually wanting to increase whatever it is or your plan is just to do do this part-time because you love your nine to five or you love your w2 or you love whatever else it is that is your full-time and your passion 
-hmm. right? But you have got to be absolutely laser focused. And I think a big game changer for me that I am still coming out of and still trying to build the momentum was it was really, really, it, it was really hard for me while a, a, a full-time student to stay focused on, on school when I'm learning all of this stuff part-time in real estate. So I think one of the biggest game changers for me was last May officially being done with school, right? And being able to now have the full amount of time each and every day to go out and crush it, right? Um, intertwining that with the last bit of the post that I wanted to share was it now looking back, I, I am embarrassed. And this was part of the post. I am embarrassed that I did not listen to guys like you, Michael, like Jason. Uh, I am embarrassed that I ever felt embarrassed. For having <laughs> oh, now and, we're getting all twisted. <laughs> see, to, that I, I ever felt embarrassed by having to go out and, and do what I needed to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the biggest mindset shift for me was in my most recent second job a while ago. The, the most you've got to go in with the mindset, whatever it is that you're doing. For me, it was busing, serving, waiting on tables, right? For somebody else, it could be dishwashing, whatever it is you're doing, right? You've got to be going in there with the mindset that, hey, I'm going to be the best fucking waiter, host, hostess, busser, dishwasher, whatever it is. I'm going to go in this evening, tonight, this afternoon. And I'm going to be the very best that I can be. And then when the shift is done, I'm going to come in tomorrow and I'm going to do the same exact thing over and over and over and over. Right. Mm -hmm. And I ended that with, even though that mindset shift was not something, it, it was not a direct change I made in my business, right. In my real estate business, I didn't change anything. Yeah. I didn't spend money on some crazy new marketing thing. Right. This indirect mindset shift will not only help you boost your business and your business growth, but also your personal growth. Having that mindset not only will help you grow your business and, and, and grow even yourself and your identity, but you've got to be going in with that mindset because when you pay attention to the small details, when you go in, like, like for me, but one of the things was, okay, if, if I'm going in and I'm cleaning off a table, I, I'm going to make sure the whole freaking table is absolutely clean. And I'm going to be a little OCD about it and make sure everything's done. And I don't remember where I heard it. And I'm, I'm disappointed. I can't give credit because I don't remember when I came across it or heard it. But when you pay attention to the small details like that, your, su your subconscious mind, when you make that mindset shift, you're also going to pay, pay attention and then carry that over to be the best that you can be in all other aspects of your life and in your business, which totally is going agree. to be a catalyst and a game changer for your business. So to answer your original question, um, I think having this past year of part of that year, which was also having a second job after graduating, because I'm like, boom, I'm coming out of graduating. I'm going to have all this time. I'm going to crush it. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Well, <clears throat> Boom. Mm -hmm. A couple, couple, you know, months of not bringing an income. I'm like, boom, okay, go and do this. I think with that mindset shift, 
um, you know, and, and just doing the things that you, uh, other successful investors in this market, mentors, coaches, uh, friends, other investors who are doing what you want to be doing. It's just taking that advice, soaking it in, and just doing the things you need to be doing consistently with hard work. And, I, you know, that that's what you can do. It, it is inevitable to see success if you are doing the right things, you're putting in the hard work, and you are being consistent. It, it's inevitable. Awesome. Okay, do me a favor. We need to wrap this up. Where can people find you and give a plug for your podcast? Yeah, people can find me across uh, all social medias. I'm just at Cade Barrett. Uh, the podcast that I host with my business partner, Scott Farrow, is called the Pursuit of Property Podcast. You can find us on all platforms where podcasts are found. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, uh, all that good stuff. Awesome, buddy. Thanks again. Keep it up. Keep going. I'm always here for you if you have any questions. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me on, Michael. Appreciate mm -hmm. you. You got it.